All right, welcome back to the Crude Life Morning Show. My levels are way hot this morning. I got to turn that down. Oh, wait, no, that's Kate Hornbrook. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Jason, how's it going? Oh, looking for a great way to segue in. Kate Hornbrook down in the Permian, Texas, on our Swan Energy phone line. Of course, Sterling is with us as well. Frackleberry Hound is on her. You know what we throne. have for her? It's kind of a is throne. one of those big, giant bean bags. And that's what we have for her bed is a big giant beanbag. Ooh, I'm jealous. One <laughs> of those love sacks? That's what it is, yep. a love sack, actually. Yep. Oh, those yep. are wonderful. I got one off of a Facebook Marketplace for 25 bucks. And oh, you wait, can... I've been trying to do that. I have not had as good a luck. I got very lucky right around Christmas, and it was I was up at four or five in the morning, and I it's a good shopping time apparently, and I, it happened to like just go on like within a half hour, and so I emailed the person right away, and I said, "I'll no, I'll PayPal you or Venmo you the money. Is it twenty five dollars? Yeah, I'll buy it right now, sight unseen, you know this and that, and, and then we went to Petco and just one of those little pet beds that are just you know a little. Yeah. flimsy thing they're like 50 yeah, bucks they're like prison mattresses yeah, yeah. exactly so, <laughs> so well how are you doing down there in the permian basin give us a boots on the ground report if you wouldn't mind so i mean right now it's actually been pretty cold out here in the permian um it, it reminds me of ohio so i guess that's good and bad um i kind of <laughs> figured that once i left ohio for the holidays that i wouldn't see cold weather again but lo and behold here we are um, so I've been bundled up, but other than that, I mean, uh, oil industry report, you know, things are definitely picking up out here. Um, I know personally for my company, Ace Completions, you know, we've definitely been picking up a lot of work and, uh, now we're venturing into the water treatment side of things. So that's definitely helping us to bring in some more clientele. So that's really wonderful. Water treatment side of things, uh, elaborate a little bit more if you can, please. So, yes, so we're just, uh, we actually merged um, with Terra Oil Field Services, um, and they deal on the water treatment side of things. So, with their strengths in that and our strengths on the bulk frack chemical side, um, I think it's a match made in heaven, no doubt. Can I ask you a question that may appear very dumb? <laughs> sure. Okay. So, when I was down there last time, when, when you and I spoke, um, I was introduced to a bunch of different people. And, and one of the gentlemen that I spoke to was about the industrial forest. And we were talking about, you know, putting it in the Permian down there and specifically between Midland and Odessa. In fact, we've got some more meetings scheduled when I head back down there in February. And the problem with uh, building a forest in the Permian is the water because it's, it, there is none. So yeah, the lack thereof. Right. So so where do you get from it, you know? And 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 what do they say the joke is in the Permian? If you want to find the one good-looking guy or the one good-looking girl, go look behind the one tree. Ha. Because there's like <laughs> there's just like one tree in That's the Permian, it, right? you know, and apparently there's not, you know, uh, apparently there's so many good-looking people, everybody's good-looking. And <laughs> I'm, I think I was offensive there without even knowing. No, it. no, no you I think uh, I think most of it. You know, a lot of the a lot of the guys out here, <laughs> so they say, uh, find it hard to meet women out here. Right. Okay. So, so. There's, there's definitely that. I know uh, many of my uh, male friends have definitely had issues meeting other women out here um, because most of them are either uh, taken or 
I don't want to say the other part. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, what? Now I'm dying to, to know. <laughs> what? They're witches? What? All, all I know is I heard a whole different bunch of jokes when I was out in the Permian. Like I said, to where I just naturally said what I said. And then right. I went, wait a minute. Was that offensive? <laughs> what did I just say there? But you go down to the Permian, that's just normal talk. All bets talk. are off, yeah, right? That's just, that's just colloquialisms. It's like Thunderdome. Anyway, so let's get to uh, what you have going. Oh, so my question, getting back to the ADHD talk here, is that um, can you recycle water enough so that can water trees? Is that something that can be done? So, yes. I mean, like, you definitely can. It just depends on what method that you would use to treat the water. Um, I mean, you can chemically treat the water, and I would probably not use that type of water for foliage, but if you can use maybe like electro-oxidation of water or something like a different cleansing process, so here, I think oh, go ahead. you would be better off. Well, that makes sense. The idea is, logistically speaking, is that, you know, w- with these forests, we have these sustainability sheds where they have either a well or you know, above ground cistern type of a a unit, right? And so from there, we have a pipeline that will go out and water the trees. So in the Permian, our our perfect world thought would be that the, you know, some oil and gas company with recycled water then would, you know, once a week or once a month, whatever, drop off that recycled water. They'd be able to promote it with the forest, this and that type of a, you know, we'll figure out the the details from there. We're still on the logistics phase, but is that something that's possible where, you know, an oil and gas company, if they recycle the frack water down to the point to where it can actually, you know, water a forest? I don't, I don't see why not. Awesome. Yes. That'd be amazing. Be able to close the loop. That, I'm telling you, that, that would make national news. Yeah. That would make national news if, if there was a forest down in the Permian doing this. Kate, we're going to make this happen. I'm telling you, it's, I'm serious about this. because That sounds big. We've got meetings set up down in the Permian with some, you know, some mayors and political people and that sort of thing to try to tackle it from that side. But you know, maybe with your help, we can do it a little bit from the industry side because, are you ready for this? Bump, bump, bump. That's called veteran transition right there. We're going to transition into Kate's new role. She has just stepped in, stepped up, and accepted the role as president of the Permian chapter of the Oilfield Connections International chapter. Wow. So congratulations. Congratulations. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Well, Frackleberry Hound even stood up on that one. <laughs> so talk to me about the group. Talk to me about the role. Uh, say you know some words that you'd like to say in your inauguration speech here. So, um, you know, it, it was it was in a bad situation in which I have now stepped up to president. Um, unfortunately, Greg Mays, who was the chapter president of the Permian, actually passed away due to COVID. So, you know, prayers for his family, prayers for his friends. Um, but, you know, think things have to keep moving. And, you know, the the board members of OCI chose me to, you know, go from VP into the president spot. And uh, I have actually chosen Tiffany Wilson from Aries to be my VP. Um, I think she brings a lot to the table and, and, uh, you know, an all female power team, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But yeah, we, we are actually planning to have our first event 
um, for after the holidays now on the 4th of February, our regular luncheon. I believe that we're going to have to switch venues from the Rolling Sevens over to a different venue just while the weather isn't cooperative and it's a bit colder here. But we're looking at new venues and hoping to have a, a great kickoff uh, in February now that we are past the holiday season. So I got I wrote down two things. Um, which one would you like me to ask first? The, the, uh, question, the, the, the question or the uh, snarky question? Snarky question first. Okay, so I wrote down when you wrote when you said an all female power team. There can be nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I wrote down add in future drop that says opinions on this show may not be held by the host. <laughs> <laughs> an all female hey, power no, team. You know Tiffany and I are, are kick-ass, for sure. Oh, you guys are a force. I know that. That's absolutely. Actually, Tiffany, a good friend of the program, we still have her flower, her uh, uh, greenery that she sent, because she's all about the green movement with the crude life and trying to explore some new opportunities. So the Crude Life sister sent uh, the Crude Life here a plant that uh, it greens up our offices even more so. Um Anyway, and the next question I had for you was, when is the next event? And just talk about that a little bit, you know, kind of what you guys are doing at the Oilfield Connections and, you know, just what the expectations are coming into next year and, and that sort of thing. Well, no, actually this year, it's not next year, it's this year. Right. <laughs> so, like I said, our, our next luncheon will be the 4th of February. That'll just be our, our regular uh, monthly luncheon. Um, I don't believe that we're going to have a speaker. I think we're just going to leave it at open networking for that event. Um, and I think we'll have to cap it due to um, restrictions for coronavirus and pending what venue we choose. Um, but I think we're also hoping to do a happy hour once we get into the warmer months. That I'm not sure when when exactly or where we're going to do that yet but i know tiffany and i have been in talks that we'd really like to hit the ground running get that happy hour event going especially because many many operators and many people can't attend our monthly luncheons because they just don't have that time in the middle of the day but if we switch to more of a, a happy hour or maybe do a you know a monthly luncheon happy hour um alternating months that might be able to be more inclusive to people that can't otherwise make it. And I think we could all use more happy hours for sure. I think we could all use more happy. <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. <laughs> as but, your, you know, as your role, new role as, as president, you know, new duties, new responsibilities. Will one of your roles as new president be to discuss whether to change the venues in terms of frequency or, you know, you mentioned, you know, you might have to change to a, a new place because of the weather, but also put a cap on there because of COVID. The last two events that I were I went to, I mean, the first one, I think, was 75 people there. And the next one was 150. And then I went to that, that fundraiser for the uh, soup kitchens, and there was over 300 people there. So there, there's definitely a demand for people to show up to events. So, you know, that... You know, maybe might you go twice a month and alternate between the lunch and the thing that, you know, are, are you know, you're the president. So, I mean, you've got yeah, new duties, so new ideas, new responsibilities. Talk to me. I think 
I, I think that that's actually probably a good idea to maybe do two events a month. That definitely would uh, make it easier on people to be able to come mm-hmm. while still having a smaller group. But it definitely, uh, with COVID and, you know, people being stuck at home, people want to be out. People want to be seeing people and interacting. So it's sometimes hard to impose that cap because it fills up so darn quickly. So hopefully maybe in implementing two meetings, you know, whether that's two luncheons or uh, a lunch and a happy hour or two happy hours um, would be a way to get more people out while still remaining uh, cautious and, and taking the proper precautions with COVID still afoot. You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. I just had a phone call coming in and an email and a few other things happening. So I apologize that. Uh, no, I had, no, you're fine. I, I went from multitasking to uh, crashing. You know, just that, that was that was the end Eat right more there. Coffee, better fill that coffee mug up again. Actually, that's what I did. I went and just took a sip of coffee because I wanted to ignore everything else happening. Like, okay, I just got to change my mind space here because I got invaded by too many different things. Okay, so I no, I get that. You're, it's you're in a very difficult position right now. I mean, you first of all, uh, you know, you're you're coming in under you know less than fortunate circumstances, which is, you know, your, your predecessor passed from COVID. So uh, again, respects out to him and his family. I met Greg, uh, I think a week before he contracted it actually. And so, you know, I, I just met him and then all of a sudden that had happened. So you, you have that. And then at the same time, the Permian is really where 70% of probably the drilling is happening, if not more. So mm-hmm. we, we need to move on with our, with our businesses in our life. And here we got, you know, we just had a news story earlier talking about the decrease of taxes being uh, collected. Therefore, education's getting impacted. Yesterday, we had a story about people are reducing their pay by a third and a half of the people have been laid off. You know, all, all these things are happening. It's almost like um, it, it's difficult to get the positive momentum going. That's what I'm trying to say is that it's difficult to try to get the positive momentum going. So I'm very happy that you're in charge and I'm very happy that Tiffany is coming on board because I, I know the both of you and you guys are firecrackers. So, you know, whatever you need from us, we're in, you know, we're in, we're here to help you guys out, whatever you need, because again, we, positive momentum is needed right now. So anyway, Sterling or, or... No, and everybody needs to help each other out right now in this industry. I was just kind of curious what you're, what you're expecting uh, over the next year or so down there. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to judge yeah. what to expect, <laughs> especially in a time when uh, you have to expect the unexpected. Right. Um, and as cliche as that sounds, um, I'm hoping that we can, you know, oil was above $50. I haven't honestly checked this morning to uh, confirm if that's still the case, but I'm sure it probably is. You know, if we can hold steady above $50 a barrel, that would be wonderful. Hopefully, you know, with things picking up, I know fracks have picked up. Uh, you know, I know that uh, many of the drilling companies have put in a whole bunch of permits so that if something does happen with uh, Biden taking over the presidency, that they'd still have all their permits already done before anything could happen um, on the end of the president. But, you know, I'm, I'm remaining optimistic that things will continue to pick up. More jobs will be out there and people will get back to work safely. Yeah, safely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it looks like WTI crude's at 53 right now. 
even better. Hey, yep. it's even higher. Keep it going. It's on, it's on an uprise right yeah. now, so that's great. You a sports fan? Depends on the sport, <laughs> yes. Football? A little bit. I'm more of a hockey fan. You know, that's the northerner in me. But oh yeah, you know, how, how does I that? In football. How does that play down in Texas? They got hockey teams. No, I know they do, but they also they, they have heat ninety percent of the time too. Yeah. So, uh, well, especially in Midland. <laughs> no, I know D- Dallas. You know, I mean <laughs> Dallas. I was a North Stars fan as a kid until mm-hmm. Dallas took them. You know, and now the Stars they're yeah. called, and we got the Wild. Mm-hmm. You know, but in in Columbus, Ohio, you guys didn't get a team for a long time. Well, I actually am not a Blue Jackets fan. I am actually a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. All right. Um, That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. There was no, you know, my dad was a hockey player. I was a figure skater growing up, and uh, we always rooted for the Penguins because there was no Columbus Blue Jackets till I believe, 99. Um, So I, I stuck with that. I actually went to... Game five of the Stanley Cup, the second year that the Pens won it in a row. Oh, awesome. Um, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was incredible. It was like a, being at a concert and just the energy around you was just electric. You know, That's it so was cool. amazing. So coming up in the next segment, uh, we're going to be talking about some sports uh, athletes' nicknames and some unique sports because, you know, it's Friday and it's so important, sports are, that you got to say it five times and also that we got to have a chance. So it's sports, 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 sports. And that's coming up next. Of course, we've got playoff football, everything else happening. But hockey's interesting because hockey doesn't get a lot of play, you know, in terms of talk and everything. But I've always said this about hockey. And, and Kate, I'd love to know your opinion on this. When you take a look at sports, all right, so we've got sports on television, and then we got sports live, okay? Mm-hmm. Football is by far the best on TV, and arguably probably the worst live. Yeah. Okay? Absolutely. Hockey is the exact opposite. Hockey is arguably the worst on TV, but the best Besides live. Both. It does not get... Hockey, a live hockey uh, uh, game, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Well, you got you the ring. You are not wrong. Yeah. I absolutely love going to hockey games in person. It doesn't even have to be like the NHL. Even just around town and stuff, the um, Jackalopes play. You know, going to a live hockey game in general, no matter what level, is usually pretty entertaining. Especially because you get, you know, the fights and stuff. That's obviously the best part. You know, <laughs> when they're pecking them against the boards, just the sounds and and the energy. Yeah, the smashing a, against the glass event. and yeah. Case in point. <laughs> Three nights ago, uh, I got invited to volunteer to be the professional voice for the West Fargo girls' senior night for their hockey. And uh, the girls' hockey played Jamestown. Nice. And it was seniors' night, and so and this is this is awesome. So the parents called, and they asked me to to do the to do the introductions and just that sort of thing. And and it was such an odd request because the end of the the, the pitch to me or the end of the ask, the one parent goes, we just want it done right and professional this year. And I paused and I thought, what Wait, on did- earth happened that somebody abused their power as a PA person at a local high school girls hockey game where enough parents stepped up and said, nope, just go get some professional yeah. and get it done right. And your second <laughs> oh thought God, was, was it me last year? 
So, oh, man. so anyway, so there's that part of it. And the reason I brought it up is I was there the other night at a hockey game, a girls hockey game in the midst of COVID. And there was a lot of people there, actually. There was quite a few people there. But for me, I enjoyed the parents. That was what I enjoyed was the energy and the words and the oh, yeah. chants the passion. and the passion that came out of the parents <laughs> yeah. in the hockey game. Yeah. You know, when I would always go to hockey games uh, when I was in high school because I was friends with a lot of the hockey players because obviously we spent a lot of our time at the ice rink. Uh, yeah, definitely the parents can be pretty animated. There was definitely, you know, some choice words said between parents. Uh, maybe maybe the occasional punch thrown. Uh, but that's none of my business, you know what I mean? Well, that's part of the I show while you're there. That's just... Yeah, walk away bonus. like the teenager that I was and be like, hey, you know, I'm going to look the other way on that one. I remember when I used to manage uh, uh, the Ramada in Fargo back in the day, we'd get uh, hockey tournaments in town and we would have to put signs up in the in the lobby, you know, no hockey sticks and this and that. Well, then all of a sudden we had a meeting one day and it was about the parents because the parents were closing the bar down and just the, the problems that happened after 10 o'clock were not good. They were worse than the kids. And so anyways, <laughs> just to kind of elaborate on your story a little bit. But do you remember the uh, Mario Lemieux? As you mentioned the Pittsburgh Penguins yeah. growing up. And Mario Lemieux, I imagine, was probably somewhat in your consciousness. Yes, absolutely. Do you remember his nickname? Mm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, no, I don't. You had one, though, right? Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, it's uh, I, I'd tell you it'd be very similar to my nickname, but it's, you know, not even close. But, no, it's the Magnificent One. <laughs> is Or Le Magnifique. Yes. Because he's, you know, French well, he's, Canadian. he's humble, too. Right. Yeah. But uh, that was his oh. nickname. <laughs> Did you he have a... Go is, ahead. That, is that your new nickname, Jason? Mr. Uh, no, it's not. Actually, the other day, we were thinking it should be the Shale Play Prophet or the Shale Play Shaman, because uh, just some Ooh, weird things that happen. I like the Shale Play Prophet. That one's, yeah. that one's pretty good. Well, in 2009, in our media kit, 2019, our media kit was ready for anything. And because we knew what was happening with Greta Thunberg and the whole ESG social environmental movement type of a thing. And we didn't think it'd be COVID, but so we, and when we looked back at our marketing slogans for our media kits, we were like a year ahead of everything. And so it was um, not, not as quite to the Simpsons predicting the future, but, <laughs> but it was along the same lines. So anyway, we might, we might actually do a segment called shale play profit where we pull uh, former interviews, and um, they're either prophetic, meaning that, wow, that guy really yeah. predicted the future, or they were so wrong and profited so much, we got to use the word profit with a different spelling. <laughs> Some little dollar signs in there, huh? So, hey, hey, man, there's, there's two sides of that coin. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, what was the other question I was going to have for the lovely Kate Hornbrook before we let her get on her way? Did we have another question or not? Oh, who was your favorite hockey player growing up? That's what it was. That was the question? Yeah. Oh, Sidney Crosby, no doubt. Really? Uh, Sid the kid, I've got, that's whose jersey I have. Uh, you just... You just can't knock him. He's he's wonderful, and he's he's a good person. You know, he he displays in his actual 
life that he's a good person where a lot of other professional athletes, you know, are kind of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, it's it's true. And I hate that I have to end up making that choice between do I want to watch them play or do I not because I think they're a dick. No, exactly, exactly. So, you know, with him, I can confidently say he's a great role model, he's a great person, and I'm, I'm happy to watch the games when he's playing, you know. Interesting. I, I would have never guessed that. Well, that's good to know. So, okay. Yeah. I'll add that to the file. <laughs> add that to the file. <laughs> well, we'll leave you with, you can have the final word. Uh, how can people give, you know, your, mention your business again, you know, how you make a living and give them a plug because we appreciate you coming on. And then also, you know, the oil field connections and, and that sort of thing. So start off with the oil field connections and then, and then we'll conclude with your business. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, if you guys want to be a member of Oilfield Connections, go to www.oilfieldconnections.net. Um, on the homepage, there should be a spot for corporate and individual membership. Um, and there's plenty of local chapters all over the United States. Uh, we actually have some in South America as well, too. So if you're tuning in from there, you know, there's some place for you as well. So hopefully you'll be joining us at our next upcoming event on February 4th. And Hopefully, we'll be having some happy hours and other events following. Um, and as for uh, business, uh, not pleasure, <laughs> uh, I'm with Ace Completions. Um, you can either send me an email at khornbrook at acecompletions.com or hit my cell phone at 330-936-0709. And yes, that is still an Ohio number, <laughs> so don't be scared by that. <laughs> Love it. Hit my cell phone. It's just... So cool. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a brief pause. We come back. It's sports, 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 sports talk here on the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. We're still playing hard right here.